0: Well, that's where the um, fusion comes in, because I'm black, in case you didn't notice, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm going to season my meat, okay? Hello. You're going to have some soy sauce, and you're going to have some some seasoning salt, and some garlic, (laughs) and a little paprika, (laughs) and some pepper, and like... (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Lick the Plate. I'm your host, Cameron Bernard Jones. I popped up to Shortage here in London to the second home workshop space to meet my next guest, Vance Ashworth. Originally from Kansas City, with seasonings of Seattle mixed in there, Vance is a creative entrepreneur, model, DJ, and multimedia designer. Vance and I had a good old time chatting over a humble cup of coffee. What style of coffee, do you ask? Black Americano, just like us. We first met at an Impulse event, which is an LGBTQ organization Mm -hmm. uh, whose chapter is in London here. And... What was it? It was a, what was it called? Speed networking? Yeah.
0: Speed networking. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was speed networking. I don't think I have been immersed in the community like that. Mm -hmm. So it was a good opportunity for me to come and network and meet new people. Yeah. Plus that's why I came to London because I wanted to expand my network. So it was, it was a perfect setting.
1: Yeah. And this was specifically a Black queer networking event um, that Impulse put on uh, during Black History Month here in the UK, which is October. And it was my first Impulse event and kind of my first event of its kind, really, especially here in London. And um, during this segment of the speed networking, which is, as you would think, as it sounds like speed dating, but the non-romantic type. <laughs> and... Um, Vance, you were my first person that I met. Mm -hmm. And the minute you opened your mouth, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Where are you from? And then you told me, I was like, oh, my goodness, because I always expect to be the only American in the room, especially the only black American in the room at that here in London. Mm -hmm. So it was a pleasant surprise to to meet you first. And we immediately
0: hit it off really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I honestly felt like it was kind of meant to be because, just like you said, I don't come across a lot of Americans, a lot of Black Americans, especially like um, in social settings and even in within the same kind of industries and and creative field, I guess. So it was, it was, it was really nice meeting you, and I definitely appreciate you inviting me to be on your podcast today.
1: Oh, of course, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's funny because one of the first things that we brought up as a conversation was food. And this is before you even knew the podcast, before you knew the theme of this podcast. And so (laughs) immediately in my head, I had a eureka moment. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to have Vance on this podcast. So I'm just really glad that you agreed and that we could have that connection. And it really, to me, honestly, it proves my point that food can bring together people from different walks of life and strangers to each other. And really, you can you can form bonds. And yeah, I found that a really special moment that we had.
0: It's true. You know, food is very important, especially depending on where you come from. Um, I'm sure, you know, of course it's a necessity, but you know, the way it p- it's prepared, the way it tastes, you know what I'm saying? It's a direct connection to your heritage and your culture. Mm-hmm. And so when I met another American, another African American, I was like, we got to catch up on the food game up yeah. here in <laughs> Like, we got to, like, you got to, we, we got to talk about this.
1: <laughs> we And we're going to get into that, especially, you know, what we're used to versus coming over here. But I want to know, do you
0: cook? I did cook a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. But and I do cook and I can cook. But, you know, London is the fastest city I've ever lived in. Mm -hmm. So right now I've been doing like a lot of 10 minute meals, a lot of skillets, a lot of, you know, burgers, a lot of microwave stuff. So I do cook. I can cook and I love to cook. But. It's been a year now and I'm still getting adjusted. So I would love to be able to, um, to cook more and then of course get my own, um, you know, pots, pans and knives and everything like I'm accustomed to back in the States. But um it just moves so fast, you're so busy. I Lord, I go home, I'm so tired. Who feels like cooking? Like literally take me to uh fast food or I go to Sainsbury, get something for the microwave real quick and yeah. you know, I I will, you know, try to season it a little bit, but it's been mm-hmm. a while. Well, let's let's take you back to a
1: time and place where you did mm-hmm. cook.
0: It was in Seattle, okay, and in Kansas City, but I really kind of, I really kind of, I would say, uh, came into uh, cooking and food and flavors during my time in Seattle, uh, because Seattle is it's known as the Emerald City because it's so green, and we we eat fresh. We eat from gardens. We have uh, top tier seafood. Um, and so you really have to learn, um, you really have to learn, you know, um, the proper, uh, the proper temperatures. You really have to learn, you know, how to cook certain things. You even learn the color of that the food should be when it's done, you know, um, you, you learn so much. And so Seattle taught me a lot, even about like Cutlery, even about proper, um, even just about the proper, uh, pots and pans to use for this and that. Cause in Kansas City, we, you know, we make do. Um, you can make anything with anything in Kansas City because that's just how we roll. Especially if you have a cast iron skillet, you can make, I mean, like, come on, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner, a midnight snack, anything with cast iron. But in Seattle, you got to learn like so many different tools. And so I was really able to learn, um, like, my number one dish is I make uh, shrimp fried rice. Mm. Oh, my God.
1: Let me tell you something. That is one of my favorite things from childhood. Okay, <laughs> let me make a list. I... <laughs> things Vance is going to cook for me. <laughs> number one, yes. shrimp fried rice.
0: I just made it for a friend of mine, like maybe two weeks. Mm. I made it for a friend of mine, smashed it. I will say that the rice was a little Uh undercooked. But again, you know, I kind of got used to having a rice cooker. So like kind of making rice like in a pot. I Yeah, I kind of messed it up, but it was still delicious. So let me tell you about my shrimp fried rice. (laughs) Okay. First thing you do, you got to get the rice done a day before. Keep it in the fridge overnight, right? I don't know exactly why, but... The Maggi Malaysia website
1: explains why day-old rice is best for fried rice, by stating the following. Day-old rice is drier and will give your fried rice a good texture and will bring out the individual flavors of the other ingredients. The ideal rice that we need to use should have a firm outside texture, crispy, and nicely separated grains. If you feel like preparing fried rice but don't have leftover rice, here's a trick. Cook the rice using less water to get rice that is a bit drier. After the rice is cooked, fluff up the rice and allow it to cool completely and refrigerate the rice for a few hours before cooking.
0: Then the first thing you do is you fry your egg, put your egg in and, uh, you know, take it out. But then, you know, you begin to mix your ingredients and, uh, yeah, you, you add your shrimp. You can do chicken. You can do, you know, uh, chicken and shrimp. But, um, I think the m- kind of it's the little things that really matter. Right. And so you might normally use like regular cooking oil. No, 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 get sesame oil. Mm. That gives you the the aroma, the essence, and kind of even that um the more authentic flavors of the shrimp fried rice that you would get from um from the you know from the restaurant. Yeah. Uh yeah it's 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 so fire, I
1: promise like it's it's the one. Do you have a lot of spices or seasonings that go into it or is it pretty simple?
0: Well that's where the um fusing comes in. Because I'm black, in case you didn't notice. <laughs> so I'm going to season my meat, okay? Uh, well, hello. You're going to have some soy sauce and you're going to have some uh some seasoning salt and some garlic <laughs> and a little paprika <laughs> and some pepper. And like... <laughs> so that's where, you know, because a lot of the things that I learned to make, um, I'm... I learned I kind of copied from going to restaurants and my favorite dishes um I'm not necessarily the person that gets the same thing every time I go Mm -hmm. but I am the person that knows what's good and where to get it from so you'll definitely see me uh coming in for for my uh for what it is I came for
1: yeah
0: uh so when it comes to uh, shrimp fried rice, you know, I I went on YouTube. I saw how they do it there. Of course, I, I have, you know, uh, friends that are that are cooks and that are, you know, Asian. And so, you know, take their advice and then I'm making my own. Yes. You know? I
1: think that's how especially cooking savory foods really should be. Now, baking, you know, that's a science. So yeah. that's a little bit different when it comes to making stuff your own.
0: Go away from me with that.
1: <laughs> oh, you're not baking at all. <laughs> I'm not hey, it's okay. know your bag and 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 stay in that bag mm-hmm. too um oh, that sounds really good. What kind of all purpose seasoning was that?
0: I wish they had loris
1: Lori's seasoning salt everybody a jewel of the United States of America.
0: I wish they had Louisiana hot sauce.
1: you know you can get all that online right? Oh, like, time for that I know you can like, that company I will not name it has everything. <laughs> <laughs> Word, <laughs> yes. I mean, it might be more expensive, but, but... it is—it's worth it. It's worth it. You—you you have it in your in your cupboard mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if you really need it. Um, that's so funny you say that because if ever I have friends that come visit from the states, the first thing they ask me, "Do you need anything?" and they know that it's definitely going to be something for the kitchen. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I remember
1: the last thing—I think it was my friend Kristen. She came over, and I. I grew up with uh, Goya products. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, So Goya adobo and tasson. And Mm. I also grew up with things like Obey. So I had never seen Obey over here. So I was like, please get me some Obey seasoning. Because it's one of my favorite things to have in the kitchen. So I'm pretty sure you can get you some Laurie seasoning salt. You just got to work for it a little bit.
0: I am. I'm putting that work. Because as soon as you get it, because I can taste it, I have a taste memory, mm. and I, I can taste it. I I can taste it right now in my on my tongue and in my soul. Mm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Oh!
1: <laughs> what kind of cook are you? And when I when I ask that, I mean, do you like to take your time, or are you relatively efficient and
0: quick in the kitchen? Efficient and quick, mm-hmm. I I have to be. So, um, my number one, um, I guess my favorite meal and meal time is gonna be breakfast, right? So, um, I do what's called a f- ten minute breakfast. It takes five minutes to cook and five minutes to eat. And I'm out the door. Oh wow! And I've been doing it for so many years that I have a system, and I even have it um, written down. I have it uh, listed just in case I'm a guest and someone is interested in my dietary. Um... Oh, I see. This is going <laughs> go on in my dietary preferences. Mm-hmm. I can send that right on over to you, just so that you can make sure that I feel accommodated. <laughs> <laughs> ask and you shall receive yes and you will receive it via email <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right mm. but yeah it, it, that consists of it's a omelet I make um, oatmeal I'll do of course buttered toast a smoothie um what else um a uh, butter toast, a smoothie, maybe a pastry, but again, it's all just like um, it's literally just a five minute uh, a five minutes to cook and five minutes to eat, and you're completely out of there. Wait, 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 wait. Hmm? I'm pulling it up for you right now. Watch this. While you pull it up? You all of those things together in
1: five minutes. Um, it depends on how I feel, and if you, yeah, you think it's a game? Can I read this off, please? First of all, the title. Oh, okay. Is Lord Vance Breakfast Menu. I mean, maybe we can get into that title a bit later. But the important part is the following. Breakfast Surprise. Served with toast and fresh fruits. That's in parentheses. On the list, bacon, eggs, and toast. Cheddar cheese and bacon bits omelet. Smoked salmon, lox bagel. Oatmeal and eggs. Belgian waffle. Is this... And, 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 or, or? Are and, these...
0: or, different combinations. You can depend on how you feel. Depend on how you feel.
1: Okay, work. That's not all. Shall I forward
0: this to you? Please. Okay.
1: Do. Next on the list, breakfast snacks.
0: Parfait. Ooh, you fancy. You better ask somebody.
1: Danish donut. A muffin of various kinds. The standard blueberry... The not-so-standard but accessible lemon poppy seeds, banana nut, and whole grain, for those of you who are healthy, mm-hmm. toast, any kind, white, sourdough, multigrain, honey wheat, and last but not least, a croissant. Oh, there's much more on this list. Oh, my gosh. I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and scrolling and scrolling. Go on. Sides, our eggs aside. Like one egg, two egg?
0: Yeah, if I scramble, it would be uh, two eggs. Okay. Fresh fruit plate,
1: seasonal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be important. Sauteed spinach. Oh, yes. Sweet white rice. I'm going to take a pause there. Please explain that.
0: This is very important, and this is going to be debatable, but (laughs) white rice, butter, and sugar belongs... On white rice. It's comfort. It's home. It is soulful. And it's the only way. It just is. And it's dessert. Something tells me you... You tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute.
1: (laughs) Have you ever even tried it? No. The closest thing to that I've tried is rice pudding.
0: Never. Which I
1: cannot stand.
0: Why? I don't like it.
1: I can't stand it, but that's what it reminds me of.
0: I can't even imagine what rice pudding looks like. It sounds: What's on your plate disgusting. with your sweet rice right, rice?: You tried it. No, <laughs> so, so here's the thing: Sweet rice is amazing. All you really need is rice and buttered toast, right? Or you can put like the uh, the rice, two slices of bacon, turkey bacon, preferably, and your buttered toast. I promise to God, I promise to God, I promise on everything, you'll love it. Is it creamy or is it just
1: the rice is there and it happens to be buttered. It depends on
0: how you, it depends on how you like it. I like my rice to be a little firm. So it, you know, uh, so I don't really like, I wouldn't want creamy or soft or mushy rice. I like it to be a little firm. Okay. So when it's finished, I literally put as much sugar uh, in it, maybe about two to three big like spoonfuls. And then when it first come out, you know, you put your uh, you put your butter in there, stir in that butter and that sugar, and you're ready to go. I swear by it, I promise. Okay, work. You, he's rolling his eyes, and he's giving no, shade. No, I am not rolling my eyes. See, with I... black people, you can read their faces. They'll say out of there. you know what? It's all good. But I'm reading his face over here, y'all. Y'all gotta understand.
1: <laughs> I'm really s- slightly bewildered, because I've <laughs> literally never heard it before. So... That's a slap in the face to the Midwest. That explains it, everybody. Well, I love the <laughs> I love the Midwest. You know, I spent four years there for education, Chicago specifically. So I don't know what they do down there in Kansas City, Missouri. I know I'm only throwing shade, but it's, it's all, with, it's face, all light with everything. This is it's it. all light and fun. <laughs> This is this is why I love the complexities about American cuisine because it just varies it and really does. everybody thinks that everybody else's foods are a little bit strange, a mm-hmm. little bit weird, but honestly I I love that that exists. So how
0: do you eat your rice? If it was if it was just a bowl of rice, what would you what toppings or what would you do to it?
1: Oh, it, it's savory down like that's the only option for me. So, butter. Yeah.
0: Is savory like your favorite flavor profile?
1: With food, yes. Mm. With drinks, like alcoholic drinks, bitter. Really? As I get older, yeah. Yeah. But with food, definitely savory, salty. So, I mean, I used to, I remember back when I was a kid, just if there was rice left over from dinner before, you know, heat up in the microwave, white rice, plain white rice, throw a slab of butter on it, With salt and pepper. Lick the plate. Lick the plate. So take us back to when you were young. Mm -hmm. Take us to... I'm going to let you pick the meal, but take us to the table. Who's there?
0: What's being served? All right. So I have to say it wasn't really my happy place um, because I... I do consider myself a foodie, but everybody else would probably consider me a picky eater. Um because here you have a very detailed list, but I know I know what I like, you know, and I I do like to immerse myself in different cultures and stuff, but and and I do like to try a lot of different things, but um I I guess I'm kind of perceived as a picky eater. And so at the table it would always be things that, uh, I may not be too fond of. So, um, because everybody else is, everybody else is fine. So, um, it would be my mom, my stepdad and my two sisters. And, um, you know, I do, I do like uh fried chicken. There would be fried chicken. There would be a salad and maybe some potatoes and a vegetable, but I love potatoes. I I like green beans. Right. But when it comes to chicken, I can only I only like wings and I think a breast, but every single bite has to have skin and like maybe one slither of meat within the skin so I would always get in trouble because they would get mad at me for picking at my chicken they would say like even people kind of even make fun of me like if I'm um if we go out to eat and because I'm black and I don't eat chicken the right way I've been sent the meme where they say you know the chicken bone like the number what does the chicken bone look like when you're? yeah I'm definitely probably like a number hmm, maybe a number four you know what I'm saying where like it's A lot of meat, because literally I'm only interested in the skin. That's the best part to me. Uh, I've had times at the table where they're like, um, you know, sit there. Until you finish this food and then I'm sitting there for hours like, man, like I'm not going to eat this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't want to eat it. And it's not like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like an abuse level because it was out of concern. They wanted me to be full and people are genuinely confused as to why are you eating your chicken like that? Because we love it. We're chewing the bone. We're sucking the bone. You know, there's bone marrow in there and I'm sitting there like, and I'm done. You know, um, I, I don't like carrots or any kind of roots. I don't like carrots. I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't like orange foods, basically. Oh, yeah. I love citrus, but when it comes to like orange foods, like I can actually taste the orange and it does not taste good. And I didn't research, but a friend said to me that I could be tasting beta carotene, but I can taste the orange and it does not taste good to me. I, it, it is something. I don't know. It's just weird. And so like, yeah, I would have. And so as a kid, when I didn't really have a choice and and, you know, you have parents trying to trying to raise you and make sure that you're eating well. Um, It, it wasn't always it wasn't always like um the best place uh for me. But now that I'm an adult, you know, I can make my own choices and everything like that. Oh, plus my favorite uh, flavor profile is sweet. Okay. Right. So like, I'm literally, I remember even over when I would go visit my cousins and my aunties and we would have like dinner and and Sunday dinner, they would literally say, you know, well, until you eat your vegetables or whatever, you won't get dessert. And that would be a way to do it, you know, if the dog isn't around. (laughs) 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 So yeah, um, yeah, childhood, um, of, of course it's a great, you know, it's good family time, but when it got down to business to eating, it's like, um, it always, I wasn't always like, you know, really, really excited to um, to have dinner with the family because it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. When you finally had that autonomy. McDonald's. Oh, Burger King. Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. I said it. Yeah, that's right. And they would never do anything to hurt you. So there will be no Taco Bell slander. You understand? You're right.
1: Because <laughs> we're not even going to talk about it on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Word? You
1: could pick a different podcast. Like that? <laughs> Anyways, when you had that autonomy to choose your foods that you could cook, do you remember what you first
0: cooked? Breakfast. I used to love to make uh French toast. I mm. even like French toast now. It it was always breakfast. It was uh I think one of the first things I learned how to make was a scrambled egg. Uh I would be very young. Yep, yep, it was Same. a scrambled egg. I would just put it in there and I would actually use a fork and scramble it in the uh <laughs> like in the skillet. Okay. So yeah, it was all I used to love French toast. Like I would go in and just say, Yeah, I'm just gonna make like maybe two slices and <laughs> eat half the loaf of bread. <laughs>
1: are you a french toast and fruit person or french toast
0: and bacon or fresh fruits so sweet all the way yeah fresh fruits with a little cream on top Mm. put some syrup on there i'm good to go It gets bad because sometimes I'll go to a restaurant and I'll see that they have like sweet entrees, like French toast or either like a Belgian waffle with the syrup and the cream and all this other stuff on top with all the toppings. And I'll literally have that for dinner and nobody understands how happy I am. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So when we first met, Thanksgiving was brought up as a topic, and as I stated before on here, that is my favorite holiday in the whole wide world. Take
0: me to your Thanksgivings. First, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, typically over my grandmother's house. Even now, God rest her soul, is still a meeting place for our family the neighborhood even when you within maybe a two block radius when you come off the main road and then you come you know within the neighborhood you can already smell greens you can smell meat you can smell it in the air you can the most you can smell is those greens and sweet potatoes and you can smell that meat you already know like every single house is throwing down Mm. then you go in and again i I got into soul food much later in life, right? Probably in my 20s is when I first fell in love with greens. I was super late, but now, like, I have dreams of greens. Like, I want them so bad. And even to the point, this is blasphemy, Um, I'm going to get in trouble, but... I'll even buy a can of greens just so that just to kind of get myself over because I could never in my life, uh, make it like my sisters, like, um, my aunties and them, like I can, I'll, I'll never be on that level. So, um, uh, so I, but I, I miss it. And, um, I, like I said, I don't eat sweet potatoes, but it's a staple. Um, I love turkey. A lot of people, they, they're they kind of indifferent because they say it's dry. Mm-hmm. I'll take like some, some turkey with just like some Louisiana hot sauce and mac and cheese. And I'm good, you know? Sweet potato pies, which everybody loves. But I've found out that I don't like them because at first I used to say like, All right. Well, I'll eat it. Then I would put like the cream on top. And then I would only eat as much that has the crust. And then I'm like, if I have to do all that, you know, saying to eat it. And some people, when they're mixing it, they would just take a spoonful. I'm like, gross. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving for me was literally for, for us, the Richardson family, it was literally about family. But oh, we have a, um, we have a family dressing. Oh, we do. We have a family dressing recipe. And guess what? It's sweet. Stuffing versus dressing. This is
1: definitely a debate amongst many folks in the USA over which term is to be used and if there really is a difference between the two. Fact is, both words are used interchangeably. I myself am guilty of that. But for those of you who don't know what either are, stuffing or dressing is an accoutrement typically made as the sidekick to a baked or roasted chicken or turkey and is especially eaten during Thanksgiving. Now, recipes can vary region to region and family to family. But the basic recipe, regardless of word choice, is a mixture of bread or bread-like starchy element, vegetables, herbs, and seasonings. Popular variations include cornbread as the bread element, the use of unused cuts from the bird, typically giblets, or even the inclusion of oysters. To settle any further confusion, let's maybe turn to semantics when it comes to differentiating the two. Stuffing is cooked inside the bird, and dressing is cooked on the stovetop. Happy Thanksgiving! Describe your family dressing.
0: It's sweet. It is, you know, it's not savory, and I'm really kind of, like, not even into savory dressing it's good don't get me wrong but i prefer my family's recipe even though i had a, i invited a friend over one time and she tasted it and said it tasted like chocolate chip cookies <laughs> oh um it is <laughs> okay so <laughs> mm-hmm but we do stuff stuff with it we do use it to stuff the turkey so it's it's its purpose is definitely to stuff stuffing but we just call it a dressing this family dressing ends up in both places yeah, yeah. so how does
1: that taste the sweet dressing with what i assume to
0: be a very savory turkey <laughs> <laughs> I, all i can do I promise you that it is very, very, very good. It is, is very good. It has a, it has a texture, like, it's not like, like, I noticed some people, like a casserole, some people might, like, take a spatula and, like, sl- cut it in, like, fours. Mm-hmm. Like, ours, you can scoop it up with a spoon, you okay. know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, it, it might even have the, the consistency of, like, um, maybe, a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, mashed potatoes, but with the potatoes. And stuff. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. I'm trying, y'all. I swear, no. I'm trying to make it sound good. <laughs> if y'all can see his face,
1: <laughs> I'm gagged. And this is stuff I grew up with. But to know that there are still so many other types of yes. preparations yes. and consistencies and looks to this. <laughs> Very staple, not only Thanksgiving, but just family dinner. I I need, I need pictures. If you have pictures, please send them my way. I won't post them. I just, I'm so intrigued. Well, I'm more intrigued of the flavor. Now, I'm a big advocate for the combination of sweet and savory. Mm-hmm. Huge. I know mm-hmm. you don't like sweet mm-hmm. potatoes, but sweet potatoes and macaroni and cheese is like the holy grail to me and to a lot of people, actually. So I would definitely try... The Mm -hmm. turkey
0: with this sweeter. um, Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. And my sister, my oldest sister, she is the macaroni and cheese like queen. Nobody does it like her. When I get home, like I'm knocking on her door, like get it cracking. Come on. (laughs) I don't care. Like we're, we're, we're going to make mac and cheese. Right. And then she also makes this um, butterfinger cake that is. Absolutely amazing. Butterfingers may be banned in the UK. I don't know, because do you see Butterfinger candy bars here? Not at all. Not at all. I'm pretty sure it has to do with ingredients that
1: just cannot be (laughs) (laughs) here. Yikes. I want to play a game. Go. The name of my game is called Diner's choice this time it's going to be an american food edition let's go so basically i'm going to give you two options you have to pick one over the other here we go fried chicken or barbecued chicken barbecued baked turkey or fried turkey baked catfish or whiting
0: Ooh. oh that's a good one I'll say, I'll say whiting only because only by like two points, by two points, because I'm indifferent, but I'll say whiting because it it is like just a tad bit, maybe fresher and lighter. Yeah. Crab cake or salmon cake? Crab. I've never heard of a salmon cake. No? But I do love salmon, so I'm pretty sure it's fire.
1: Oh, I grew up on that. Word. Yes,
0: out of canned salmon. Let's go.
1: Season it up. Yeah. Maybe you know, saute some onions to throw in that mix. Bread crumbs, okay. fish, bash And egg, of course. Okay. Form
0: your patties. Okay. We're gonna be sending some emails back yeah, and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Grits with sugar or grits with salt? No grits.
0: No thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was prepared to have a debate with you on this. You won. But I guess the rice situation took over for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's like two steps away from grits. I don't even
0: know what grits are made of. It literally looks like it, it, it just it doesn't have any texture. I don't even understand what it is.
1: Grits are a popular southern United States food staple, enjoyed by many in the large region of the country and beyond, mainly but not exclusively eaten for breakfast. It is easily described as a type of porridge, usually white or light yellow in color, and thick but smooth in consistency. The closest cousin to it is the Italian polenta. While polenta is made from cornmeal, resulting in a slightly different consistency, Grits are made from hominy, which is a food made from dried corn or maize. The hominy can be boiled in water, milk, cream, chicken stock, or the combination of any of those, depending on what flavor and consistency you want for them. Now, recipes for grits vary state to state, culture to culture, family to family. And like many popular U.S. American cultural foods, there's a huge debate about which flavor profile of grits is better. Sweet grits versus savory grits. I myself grew up on savory grits. Grits cooked in water, seasoned and dressed with butter, salt and pepper, and a sprinkle of cheddar cheese on top, usually served with scrambled eggs, bacon, etc. My ultimate fave preparation of it, though, is the classic shrimp and grits, which originated in the South Carolina Low Country region of the United States. But many, and I mean many, people I know have grown up on sweet grits with butter and sugar, and I guess whatever other sweet things can go with it, like fruit, maple syrup, etc. Now, it's not what I'm used to, especially because I can't imagine eating sweet grits with my eggs, but I'm sure it can be delicious nonetheless. Regardless of preference, this humble corn-based porridge is a part of many people's food memories and cultures and has a history so deep, it can have its own podcast episode. Potato salad or macaroni salad?
0: Potato salad, but I'll still say no, thank you. Yeah, to to both. Yeah, but you love potatoes, not potato salad. I don't. I don't want it. Mm. Is it the mayonnaise? Yeah, it is. Ah, and right now, people in Kansas City that are listening are like probably throwing their phone out the window because they love potato salad. They love it. Even if you want to be the hero, you bring potato salad and you're good. If it's not there, it's like go and get it. <laughs> It's
1: also one of those things, you have to be the designated person to bring the potato salad. That is not an urban legend. It is real. Very real. Because the question is what? Yep. Who made the potato salad?
0: (laughs) I'm very serious right now. You can get your feelings hurt. Um, We've had Thanksgivings where like, literally somebody brings in their potato salad. I've seen it with potato salad, one, and most importantly, and with mac and cheese, where like uh, one of my cousins was like, um, somebody brought it and I'm not gonna name no names. And another one of my cousins was like, um, I, w- I wish my mama made the potato salad because it's, it's there and it's right there. And, and you can get in your feelings if you want. But the person that stepped up to make it knows that they're taking that risk
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it is a risk. Mm mm-hmm. Does it pay off? I don't know. But it's it's very, there are certain things about food where I come from, and obviously you, that we take very seriously. Yeah. And potato salad, I would never, I would never attempt to make potato salad. I have never made it and I never will. No, it's probably five. It could be five <laughs> ingredients. But the people that know how to put it together, they know how to put it together. And I'm not.
1: Mm-mm. Exactly. I don't want it with y'all. <laughs> Collard greens or mustard greens? Collard. Red beans and rice
0: or hop and john? First of all, red beans and rice, but it's been so long, I forgot that they even existed. Why would you even put it on my heart and my mind? Now I'm going to be like, now I'm going to be craving red beans and rice until I get it. And you know what's crazy?
1: Now that Popeye's has come to the UK, I don't even think that's on the menu. Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those of you who don't know, Hoppin' John is the name for black-eyed peas and rice. Baked cornbread or skillet fried cornbread? Baked I know this is a huge debate. I'm also baked, but I know there are many people, especially from the deep south, who mm-hmm. prefer a skillet fried cornbread. I couldn't even tell if I know the difference
0: between Same, same. If you place it in front of me, I. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't know. I know there is a, um, is it, it's some kind of, it's like water cornbread, like hot, hot water cornbread. Hot water. I don't like that. It's, it's sometimes, I don't think maybe it's, you can have it a certain way, but like you said, the other, the other two ways it's prepared, I'm completely indifferent. Yeah. But the hot water cornbread, I didn't get it. I feel like you need milk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Banana
1: pudding or peach cobbler? Peach cobbler pound cake or red velvet cake pound lastly lemonade or sweet tea lemonade wait a minute a plot twist mr sweet flavor profile is picking lemonade over sweet tea how sweet is your lemonade
0: it is. It's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it is because you got to balance out the, for me, you have to balance out the kind of bitterness of the lemon. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, sour and bitter, that's my least favorite okay. uh, profile. So I really have to work to balance it out with the sugar. But tea, for me, you just, uh, you have to do too much. Even after you add the sugar, unless it's flavored. But even after you add the sugar, it still tastes like it's something missing. Mm. I said it. Yeah, you did. And I'm standing on what I said. (laughs) Ten toes down. (laughs) Ten toes. We're
1: going to take a pause right there with Vance, but be sure to tune in next time for part two of our chat as we get into some good stuff that you won't want to miss. And as a reminder, new episodes of Lick the Plate air every Tuesday. While you wait, Please spread the word of Lick the Plate to your colleagues, friends, and family. And of course, please subscribe, follow, rate, and leave a review if you feel inclined to. To learn more about Vance Ashworth, you can give him a follow on Instagram at Vance LaRoy. That's V-A-N-C-E-L-A-R-O-Y. To have a peek into his multimedia design, visit his website, The Maximizer, at themaximizer.wordpress.com. All this information can also be found in the episode description. Lick the Plate is not only available on Instagram, but also on TikTok. That's at Podcast on both platforms. This is your host, Cameron, reminding you to savor your memories and sip your curiosities. And if you decide to spill the tea, always serve it up with some good vibes on the side. See you next time for part two of this episode of Lick the Plate.